It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We got our rice and grinds, amazing product, a good, uh, good little shuttle, good little bump of carbohydrates. I had some of mine this morning. I had a chocolate fudge brownie, I think it's called. And I mixed in some full carnivore steak shake in there, which is also chocolate, which means that I was being fat going like full chocolate first thing in the morning. Yep. I had blueberry muffin this morning with almond butter, the honey one. What is this? This is the honey one. It was fucking delicious. So or organic rice, you know, for people that are worried about glyphosates and all the other weird crap that's on Has less crops. iron than the orange box, which helps if you're taking anabolics. You Heats don't want up too much in iron. the microwave in about two, three minutes. Yep. Stove top. A little longer. Five but minutes. Yeah, the microwave, I only, I've never cooked it on the stove top, but I do see videos. You can make a bunch of stuff with it, like mm -hmm. muffins, uh, pancakes, stuff like that. Taco seasoning flavor, yeah. one that so, you can mix with like meat and stuff. Yeah, in prep, you're telling me the chocolate brownie with almond butter. That is basically like a cheat meal. So it definitely helps in prep, keep the cravings low. Uh, code anabolic 10. So yeah, I think I saw my friend Thomas DeLauer, he was talking about people eating like 100 grams of protein in a meal. And there's been a little bit of stuff circulating around the internet about, you know, how much you can assimilate and how much your body can use and all these yeah. different things. What are some of your thoughts on, on some of that? I guess uh, like maybe like practical thoughts, like because who really cares about? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, don't, I really only can go off my experience, which has been fairly low protein, high carbs, because I always thought carbs are protein sparing, so why do I need that much protein? But then after hearing Milos and people like that talk about how beneficial super high protein can be, um, I tried it and I liked it. It's just harder to digest for me, but I don't know what it is. It, it's, I don't know, it just feels like a, a fuller, it's weird, but I do like it. I feel strong, I feel full. It's just hard to get down. That's why I think most people don't wanna do it because they wanna just eat a bunch of carbs and fats and not, mm. you know, 10, 12 ounces of protein or meat per meal. But it's hard to do, yeah. When I tried it, it was, it was, I don't know. The night, what is it called? Nitrogen retention? I don't know, right, yeah. but I was just feeling full and jacked and mm -hmm. tan. That's all I got to say. Yeah, some people, 
kind of talk about they think you can only, you know, it's only worth ingesting like 30 grams a meal or something like that. Nah, that's super low. Yeah. I don't go that low. I'm still like six, seven ounces of meat mm -hmm. per meal. 30 grams of, uh, I, think, I think what people are like referencing is like there's been these, some of these studies have been done where they kind of show like the amount of amino acids you can use per hour or something like that. Oh, yeah. But I, again, I don't still think like for our goals and for some of the goals of the people listening, I don't think those things matter too much. I think one thing that you should know is that everything a human consumes, they're going to do something with. We're like a, we're a giant storage unit. We're really like a giant solar panel, you know, when it comes to our relationship to the sun and our relationship to water and then our relationship to food, we're a giant storage bin. So if you eat a lot of fat, carbohydrates, proteins, you eat all those things, they're all going to get stored somewhere. People say that there's not a protein or uh, there's not a place to store protein. But there certainly is in many different ways. There's amino acids, but then in addition to that, there's also just your skeletal muscle tissue. You know, your muscle tissue is where some of us, the guys that like to lift, the girls that like to lift, that's where our protein storage is. It's, it's still on our body. Yeah. And so anything that you eat, you know, so if you might listen to these people talk about 100 grams of protein in a meal, 200 grams of protein in a meal, you're gonna, your body's gonna get to all that. It's gonna utilize all of it. Um, Will it use it slightly differently than if you spread it out throughout the day? Probably. But could you do it all in one day and get great results and get lean and get shredded? Have 200 grams of protein just in one meal? I've done stuff like that before and it actually feels really good. It's a great way to keep your calories super low while jacking your protein up because eating 200 grams of protein in a sitting is like not easy to do, especially if it's like a leaner type of meat. Oh, anabolic by pump. Yeah. I'm a meathead, so protein, anabolic, recover, more muscle. I don't know why people wouldn't want to eat more of it. That's Whoa. what Milo says. I agree with that. I think the most amount of protein I've eaten, uh, like, per day type things, maybe three, 400. I did that for a little while, years and years and years ago. Um, it just seemed to be like tedious to try to keep up with. And it was when I was natty. Mm. Uh, so I don't know, I was just running out of options. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying all kinds of different stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on why it feels so good, but Every time I do it. What did you notice compared to doing like the lower protein and high carb, like the big mother style? Uh, the fullness is more consistent with high protein for me. When I do low protein, high carb, it's not as stable. It's like this throughout the day. Bunch of carbs, full, flat, full, flat, full, flat. So me who has somewhat of a fast metabolism, I found when I add protein and high protein, it's like this, even if the carbs are, I could cut all the carbs in half. And sometimes even when I do low carb, no carb, if the protein's high, I still feel full. I still feel mm -hmm. like a consistent level of fullness in the muscle compared to spiking, going down, spiking. 
just feels like, uh, what's the word? More like, uh, maybe, I don't know, dense. It just feels like, uh, can't explain it. It's like, sha I don't know, but you get what I'm trying to say. It's not that consistent. Jay, uh, Jay Cutler would do really high carbohydrate. He was a big fan of a uh, low, uh, low uh, fat for many, many years. Oh yeah. And then he brought his fats up a little bit, but most bodybuilders you're gonna find that even if they talk about eating fat or eating fats, you'll hear them say eating healthy fats, which I think is a waste of time to try to get into talking about this type of fat and that type of fat. I think all fats are relatively healthy except for the ones that we maybe overcook and the ones that are like adulterated and are not from like nature. But uh, most bodybuilders are on like a low fat diet and uh, they do usually eat a lot of carbohydrates, usually fueled by carbohydrates quite a bit. And even though Jay Cutler might have had his carbs be his greatest source, he was still probably consuming around 250 or 300 grams of protein easy every day. So it's not like he was on like a low protein diet by any means. Okay, yeah, it's just... For, yeah. For me, it always feels good to just understand that protein, you can eat a crazy amount of protein and have it not count against you in terms of like body fat. Now, if you're in a caloric surplus, then you're always, if you're over consuming food, over consuming energy and not having enough energy output, you're going to gain body fat no matter what you do. But basically, they've, they've, there's been a lot of studies where they've shown people eat more and more and more protein and they equated for the calories in those studies. And some of the findings were, we had uh, Alan Aragon on our podcast. He's one of the um, world-renowned people on protein. And he said the protein disappeared. They couldn't figure out what happened with it. <laughs> so it messes up the, uh, the equation that they always talk about, the thermodynamics and uh, you can't make something out of nothing and all these different things that people try to equate to food. Well, food, a calorie may be a calorie outside the body, but once it goes inside the body, then different things start to happen. And I believe that we're all slightly a little bit different. The way we metabolize stuff, utilize stuff is a little different amongst each person, but we can overcomplicate all this as much as we want. The real truth is if you eat a lot of protein, <laughs> it's going to be that much harder for you to overconsume your calories every day. So I always think prioritize protein and then build your diet around that. You might be a person that likes to run off of carbohydrates more for certain times a year. And you might be a person that wants to switch that every once in a while and not eat as much carbs so you don't feel as lethargic and maybe you wanna mainly eat protein and fats. I think it's in, in terms of overall health and an overall like I don't know, just feeling good. It's my personal opinion that the answer lies in eating mainly fats and proteins, um, but again, also not uh, over-consuming too much on, on your overall energy that you're consuming every day. Yep, I agree what with that. What would you say to somebody who's like, maybe skinny and trying to put on weight in the gym and maybe like newer to the gym? And they're trying to bulk, and obviously they need to have like a good amount of food. Would you have them do a high, more high carb style, or would you just tell them to eat? Mm, I would. 
I don't know, I would just say at the least a pound or whatever gram per pound of body weight. I just think protein's always the staple. Just focus on keeping that there, bump the carbs up, maybe don't go crazy with the fat if you're trying to bodybuild. So keep the protein at the lowest, one gram per pound of body weight. And then mess with the carbs, and then once you maybe max that out, then go back and look at, okay, I maybe bump my protein up now, lower the, just play with it, but the protein should always be the staple. You shouldn't be like, I don't think anybody should be like low, low protein. Like Yeah, whether you know. you're bulking or cutting, your protein yeah, should be jacked. It's always gonna be somewhat high, I feel like it should be. At least match your body weight. Yeah, if someone's uh, bulking, yeah, get uh, eat some carbs. You know, first of all, like if it's someone new that hasn't really had much experience with training and eating, it's like you got to go go really, really low and start with the basics. The idea is start to consume more protein over a period of time. Uh, work your way into figuring out how to get in approximately one gram per pound of body weight. And then um, from there, you'd want to have your carbohydrates probably be at least one gram per pound of body weight. If you're a little bit on the leaner side and you're skinny, then you might start to get closer to two grams. So if you weigh, you know, 160 pounds, you might have 320 grams of protein in a day, or 300, 320 grams of carbohydrates in a day. Um, I think that for the most part, it's rare for someone to need more than like 100 grams of fat. So 75 to 100 grams of fat for most people is a really good barometer. In general, if most people ate, if they stayed within 75 to 100 grams of fat, they got most of their, they got a, a good chunk of their calories coming from protein, then most people just wouldn't be fat. And if they just, moderately ate a little bit of carbohydrates, had some rice or potatoes or fruit, stuck with like natural carbohydrates that came from the earth, wouldn't have nearly the uh, obesity epidemic that we have. But people blame us being fat on things like the recommended daily allowance or the food pyramid. Like the food pyramid didn't make us fat. Low fat diets didn't make us fat. The keto diet didn't make us fat. The paleo diet didn't make us fat. The carnivore diet didn't make us fat. You're fat from over consuming and not expelling and expressing and moving around enough energy. You gotta get some energy out <laughs> each and every day. And you gotta, you gotta figure those things out. So you always go back to the basics. You're trying to gain weight, you check the scale. And if the scale isn't going up, then you're not eating enough food. If the scale, if you're trying to make the scale go down and the scale doesn't go down every couple days or so, then you're doing something that something's not working. It's not, not the right way, especially if you're really heavy. If you're starting out really heavy, the weight should be coming down pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think if you're, I mean, I don't want to sound mean, but when I got what I would consider fat, it was my fault because I was just overeating bullshit. And I knew, and then once I got back on a good plan where prioritize protein, 
everything kind of evened out. I don't think, I think if you prioritize protein, that no matter what, you're gonna get less fat, you're gonna get more jacked, and your body composition is just gonna be, gonna be able to maintain it, it's just gonna be easier. Because when you shovel a bunch of shit in your body all the time, you're just gonna store a bunch of fat. Like, yep. where is that going? That's just, and you're probably not moving as, like, even if you are moving, you really can't, unless you're Sam Sulik, which is, you know, obviously we're using PEDs, so it's different, but um, you can't really outwork a shitty ass diet. I don't think you can. No, you can't. Maybe Never Jeremy can. Avila, but you're not, nobody's Jeremy Avila, so if you're eating shit food, you can't just expect to go to the gym and really make that much progress. I was explaining to a kid the other day, my DMs, that the nutrition is everything. I was training my balls off when I first got here, and I didn't see much change in my physique until I started to dial in my nutrition. Um, and all I did was bump my protein up, make sure I got enough grams of protein in, and my body started to morph a little bit, and I wasn't using drugs, so. Yeah, protein is king. Carbs and fat are the devil together. Separate, very useful. I don't do, I don't like a low fat diet though. I think fat helps hormones. I think it helps you stay satiated more. I think it's super useful in the diet. It's easy to go no carbs when you can have some fat. This from Pride Foods almond butter. Yeah, about know. how many fats do you have in a day, do you know? Ooh. I think a uh, hundred something, over a little over a hundred, maybe a hundred. A hundred grams of fat is like, I don't think people understand. It's like, it, it's not that much, you know, it goes by pretty quick. Yeah. It's a nice amount. It's a fair amount, but like you have a ribeye at dinner or something, it's like good 40, 50 grams. If you have it at a restaurant, it's got butter and oil, you know, it's probably cooked in. Uh, you eat the, uh, the vegetables that it comes with. You have a Caesar salad, 30 grams of fat. Caesar salad? 30 fucking grams of fat. Like, people don't in understand. In the sauce? Yeah, in the dressing. That's... You basically can't eat dressing, ever. Like, it's not, it's not worth it. Vegetables are okay, but... I don't eat I mean, vegetables. you may as well just hit up, drink the ranch dressing. Yeah. It tastes better, you know? I don't really, I'm not big on vegetables, honestly. Just, well, most people aren't because of that reason. Because, like, what's the point? Like, they're just going to be accompanied by a bunch of oil. Yeah. When you go to a restaurant, they're cooked in oil. When you have a salad, it's got, like, tons of dressing poured on it. Yeah. So, unless you're, like, uh, super low carb, I don't think yeah. you can afford to have it. Yeah. No, I think com people complain too much about that type of shit already. I mean, nobody's forcing you to eat that food. Right. You could just bring your own food or you could make adjustments like you and Stan talk about at restaurants, ask for no oil, ask for mm -hmm. uh, whatever, no whatever you want to fit your macros. Or tell whatever. them to take the salad and shove it up their ass. Yeah, <laughs> tell them to fuck right off. Order, I don't know. Most places you can get grilled chicken, no oil. Yeah. Sap, you can get dressing on the side and use it more responsibly, but most of the time you're just going to turn the thing upside down anyway mm -hmm. <laughs> and probably pour it all over because it makes it taste good. 
Yeah. But you also aren't, you're not going to go eat at a restaurant. That's true. Pretty much, right? Like, not, not now, not when you're in a prep. No, no. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if somebody really wanted to go eat with you, you, you would go, but you probably wouldn't eat, right? probably wouldn't go but if i did go if you did go it's like eat. a friend or something you haven't oh yeah seen in a long i already time. i've done that where i just don't eat i get yeah. a diet coke it's still fun but i'm still yeah you plan. still hang out families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quiet films. Oh, yeah. Do you think maybe part of the... Like, maybe it is true that your body doesn't use all of that protein, but you're going to have to get those calories in your body somehow. So you're not getting those calories from protein, you're getting fat or carbs. So even if your body's not using it, it's still good because you're eating it. Getting calories from protein instead of like carbs or fat. I think your body is going to use almost every single thing that you give it. The only thing it's going to do is like, it's going to poop some stuff out, you know, and you're going to pee some stuff out. But your body is going to utilize and store so much of what you give it, except for what it deems as not being useful at the moment. Who the hell knows how it does that? I don't know how that happens. In terms of like usable protein, I just don't think we have any information on that. I don't think we know anything about how much protein you really, you really use. You know, we recommend one gram all the time per pound of body weight, but I know for sure you don't need that. That's yeah. just to try to help you thrive while you're lifting hard. It's, it's, a, it's overdosing, basically. You, you probably can get away with much less than that. I think even just to survive, I think you can deal with, you know, if you're talking about somebody like just trying to survive uh, life in general without being like compromised, you only need probably a couple hundred calories a day. You can probably get on with that for many months probably. If you look at like, I don't know, I remember I'd work with my grandpa. He, he would do hard ass work all day, not eat a thing. Just drink some water. He wouldn't eat a thing. Damn. Maybe like, I don't know. He'd eat at like he one meal at like the very end of the day, but that was every single day. And he was lean and jacked. He was yoked. Yeah. So I don't know. Your grandpa was jacked. Yep. So that starts explaining everything now. My grandpa was an athlete, baby. 
interesting. Why it fills. Ooh. The anabolic bicep pump. Ooh. I mean, whenever I make a protein shake, like it's really rare for me to just use one scoop, you know? It's almost always at least two. Yeah. And sometimes I have a protein shake with other food. So sometimes my protein shake might be, you know, 50, 60 grams of protein. And then the meal I eat might be 50 or 60 grams. The meal I ate last night, I had a Piedmontese filet and a Piedmontese and 96% lean ground beef from Piedmontese. That was, that was a hundred and, it was like 180 grams of protein, Damn. 160 grams of protein. I do that all the time. I eat like that all the time, like, because I don't really eat during the day. Yeah. I'll eat in the morning. Like this morning I had like 60 grams of protein and like 70 grams of carbs, maybe 10 grams of fat, because I had the rice and grinds and the total carnivore. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think if you do like that, the argument of too much protein in one sitting, if you're not eating during the day, then your body's gonna be ready to. Right. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's. Feels kind of true. When I've done it, it feels like, I mean, it works. So yeah, a lot of this stuff, I don't even pay attention to. I just go off of what I have found works. And if I wanna try something that I see like some science you guys talk about, I'll try it and if it doesn't work, then I'm not gonna do it. I probably, you know, supposed to have around, I don't know, maybe 3,200, 3,500 calories a day or something-ish. And I would say that most days, I try to just make it through like the front half of the day uh, with just eating like 600 calories or so. Yeah or 800 calories. And then later on in the day, I can have at it. I get to eat a lot. Once around 3 p.m. or so rolls around, 4 p.m. And yeah. I get to eat. Yeah, I used to do that when I was powerlifting. Just eat like one meal a day. Mm -hmm. And I never had any issues with it. I actually like it better than eating five, six meals a day because that's just shitty, but I don't know. I do a couple little right. things, like I don't really eat carbs later on in the day. It's like just almost more like a preference. I might have some fruit when I get home from here. Yeah. But once it's like past dinner time, I don't eat any carbs, usually just fats and protein that I'll have. Yeah. That seems to help me a little bit with sleep. Yeah. Anytime I'm low carb before bed or like maybe the last two meals of the day, no carb, maybe lower carb. I feel much better, especially when I wake up. It seems like it's easier to wake up. I get better sleep. Mm -hmm. My energy is better in the morning. I don't feel lethargic. Yo. So it's not rocket science. Just do what works for you. Try high protein. If you can't do it, lower the protein. Find where your baseline's at and stick there. Yeah, I think some of the stuff too started from I think there were some studies that might have popped up about people having like 100 grams like post-workout. Yeah. And then um, some of the people were just saying like, we could probably eat a little bit more than we even thought. 
which I just I haven't really even given it much thought. I just always kind of did it anyway. Yeah. Like it's rare for me to I'll, I'll do stuff fasted a lot, but I, it's rare for me to like work out without any any. Um, it's rare for me nowadays to work out without at least having like EAAs like during the workout or after the workout or having a protein shake afterwards. I don't think it makes like some crazy difference. It's just something that I've been doing for like a long time. So I just always try to make a note to get to it. Yeah. You do anything special post-workout or anything like that or? Mm. No, I just keep the fat low. That's really it. I don't do anything special or crazy. I just keep the fat low, keep the carbs in there to replenish the glycogen the muscle and that's mm -hmm. it i really don't do crazy high protein post-workout either i just think about getting enough in to recover and then more emphasis on the carbs because that's what we just depleted mm -hmm. so to me it's all everything makes sense when i think about it in my head it all connects recover protein glycogen carbs and then well, i think also too like you because you're an actual bodybuilder that's going to be like competing and stuff like that and you competed before i think you're going to be like meticulous with each meal so because you're meticulous with each meal because over the course of six meals you're going to pretty much always have some sort of serving of protein carbs and fats in almost every meal then the post-workout window and the pre-workout and like all the stuff it just doesn't matter as much yeah since you're already precise with everything else it's not like it's not that there's a lack of nutrients. It's not like you're lacking yeah. um, some specific timing of anything. No. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just try to keep it as simple as possible. For the people that don't bodybuild, you have so much freedom. You don't have to. <laughs> For bodybuilding, there's really one blueprint. Like, I don't yeah. see too many people doing one meal a day in bodybuilding. It's just not going to work the way you want it to physique-wise. But if you're not doing that or competing, if I wasn't competing or doing bodybuilding, I would do one meal a day and feel amazing. Colombo goes nuts about that kind of stuff. He hates yeah. fasting and he hates one meal a day. Yeah, he does. He likes keto, though. Yeah. He is a big fan of keto, <laughs> which is interesting. It's not real keto, though. Mm. It still has, yeah. But anyways. Do you guys think it makes a difference where your pro you get your protein from like would you try and get like x percentage of your protein from actual meat or mm -hmm. and try and limit how much protein you're getting from protein shakes or does it not really matter too much i would say that like um most people that are probably like trying to get in like a gram per pound of body weight protein wise they're they're probably choosing any and everything to get their protein uh, in. And so therefore they probably don't need to do anything special. They probably don't need a very particular brand of whey protein or even my steak shake or anything like that. They could probably just mainly stick to food. I do think that protein shakes are a big advantage, but the big advantage that I think they, they give you is simply that they just taste so different than what you're probably normally eating. Since when you start, start to get confined to a diet, you don't really have a lot of stuff that's like sweet and a lot of uh, protein shakes are sweet, so I think that's a big advantage. I also think there's an advantage in the uh, amino acid profile. Um, this is where you can kind of get into the weeds, but you're not gonna like, you're not gonna see 
two people that started working out at the same time and someone's going to be like, that dude was on whey protein. <laughs> like there's not going to be that drastic of a difference. Um, again, it's going to be super minute, super minimal. Um, and for me, I've always liked protein shakes. So I have two protein shakes every day. I've been doing that since I was like probably 15 years old and just never stopped. I just always like protein shakes. So I have two of those a day. I probably eat two to four times a day, depending on the day, in addition to the protein shakes. But I don't think, I don't think there's anything real special people need to, I mean, if you're on more of the vegetable side, then yeah, you got to figure out your amino acids a little differently, but yeah for most everybody else it's like if you if you are eating like around 200 grams of protein your amino acids are probably all good there's probably nothing special you need to think about or worry about nah i think i mean as long as all your protein is not coming from subway and stuff like that i wouldn't get my protein from fast food places like sam solig does but that's just me i would still go with a cleaner source like some type of meat from the store even though it's a good point i wasn't even really thinking of that yeah subway and like different all places fake, like that yeah not fake the, yeah. the shit that i buy from this grocery store is probably not that much better but in my head it's a cleaner source i just wasn't stuff. even thinking about that because that's like so low quality that's not even on my radar i just wouldn't even i just wouldn't yeah. even that i mean that would be a cheap meal for me yeah i think a, some people sandwich. <laughs> see that and they think oh i can get 50 grams of protein from fucking wendy's when to me that's just not that's just not the way to do it, I don't think. I think if you're not competing, whatever, you can fit it in there, I guess. But as far as the quality, I, I do not think that fast food meat should count towards your protein goal for the day. But that's just me. I also think the amount of fat that accompanies that, that's something to really keep in mind. We've been pushing protein and on the Power Project, we push a lot of protein as well to everybody. And uh, it's something that we'll probably always be promoting. We'll always tell people to get more protein. And the, one of the reasons is it helps to really drive down your, uh, your overall hunger. Um, but your, your protein sources, you know, I think as long as you're not trying to get them from fast food and as long as your protein sources aren't accompanied by a lot of fat. So that's something to think about. In nature, protein and fats always come together. In modern times, protein and fats don't always come together because you can go to the store and you can very conveniently buy um, chicken breast that has no skin on it and it's all you know set for you to cook and it has hardly any fat in it, right? You can also buy cartons of egg whites and it's just straight protein. But it's very rare to find things that are like straight protein. So as you're consuming your protein, the thing to look out for is not necessarily the quality of the, pro of the protein, um, but more so the fat content of that item that you're eating that has protein in it. Because if you start to get to like a one to one ratio, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I'd rather see it have a two to one ratio. So if it had 20 grams of fat and 20 grams of protein, that's a little bit too much on the fat side. It's not like you can't eat it. It's just that you wouldn't want every meal to be like that. I would rather see it have 10 grams of fat and 20 grams of protein. Something more in line with, with something like that. Uh, eggs are one to one. Cheese is one-to-one. -one. Bacon is like one-to-one-ish. Sometimes it's even more, a little bit more fat. So those kinds of foods, those are the ones that you wanna, it's not like you can't eat them. I eat them all the time, but it, you wanna be conscious of how much of those foods that you're eating because your fat calories at the end of the day, they can end up really stacking up against you.
And even if you're eating a diet that's perfect, but you're having like 200 grams of fat a day, it's going to be it's, it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to uh, have that yield some sort of caloric deficit day in and day out because it's just a tremendous amount of energy that you're consuming. So that's something to think about. Kenny, take us on out of here, buddy. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this video. Don't forget about this. I hope you enjoyed this video on protein, but don't forget about the carbs from Rice and Grinds. Mm. This is the peanut butter flavor. My favorite is the blueberry muffin. Make sure you go check them out. Use code anabolic10. They also have almond butter, which is amazing and very addicting. But go check them out. Very anabolic, way better than cream of rice in the orange box. That's played out. Um, but drop a comment, leave a like, let us know what you think. And until next Saturday, stay anabolic. Should give these guys some homework. Yeah. What should these guys do? Should they should try that overhead tricep extension that we did? Try the overhead tri. Well, they might not have that. One. I know, but they could do it with a dumbbell or something. Yeah. Right? Try. Get to a good just stretch. Just murder your triceps. There you go. And try to get your protein in too. Try to get protein in. If you're 150 pounds, get 150 grams of protein in and just attempt it for a couple days and see if you can do it. Be less fat. Catch you guys later. Bye-bye.